Hey, Mike. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, it's Jeremy. Hey, it's Mike. We are the Fighting Photographers, a podcast where we talk photography, gear, and life. Hi, I'm Mike. Hey, it's Jeremy. <laughs> We're the Fighting Photographers. Welcome to a, another thing where we do our thing. And we talk about things. We we are casting We're, our ideas. We are casting so hard. So hard, Jeremy. Man, I love to cast. I hope someone out there actually cares how hard we're casting. Because <laughs> as of right now, I'm not convinced we even care. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not. No, I'm convinced we don't care. Ah, right. Well, that's a little disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> now you know how my parents feel. Oh. <laughs> Drink <laughs> our coffee. <laughs> Co- coffee. It's about that time. It's, it's fine. Um. So what do we uh, what do we got on the the calendar for today? You know, so in our first episode, we mm-hmm. talked a bit about each other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and ourselves and one another and one another, each other, each other. Yep. But Absolutely. <laughs> No, but you know, during that episode, you know, we we did mention gear, mm. whether or not gear matters. You see this come up all the time in social media and in forums. And what lens is that? What lens is that? How did you edit that? What what lens should I get? Which body should I get? And you'll get people who are are willing to give advice and and you know try to dig a little bit deeper. Um, I'm always disappointed that more folks don't go, well, it depends. What are you looking to shoot? They just start throwing out an opinion. Oh, you should go for this. Yeah. You don't know if he wants to shoot or her wants to shoot. If they want to shoot sports or just their kids running around or mm-hmm. portraits or dogs or landscapes. So are you saying gear matters? I'm saying gear absolutely matters. And I'll go so far as to say that not only does gear matter depending upon what you want to shoot, because I think that's obvious. Mm. Mm. Right, right. Some things are going to perform differently depending upon what you want to shoot. So it's not just get the most expensive camera and because it's the best camera. That's not that's that's not the case. Uh, no, no. And I don't think I don't think cost equals best at the end of the day. And yeah. Definitely doesn't determine what's best. Absolutely. Depending upon the person. Well, and that's that's the I mean, we've been doing this long enough. You know, we're. We're not the oldest guys in the game, but we're not. Uh, we're not. We're yourself. not young kids. Yeah, you're pretty old. You're right. Answer. <laughs> but we're not kids anymore either. We've no. been around the block a couple of times, and so we've right. seen the changes. We've seen the trends shifting. And I think you know, back when I first started, and the whole argument of like, is you know, films better than digital? It, it was back then. It was better yeah, back, back then. in the day. It was. Um, yeah. You know, digital was not good. It was new and but no one knew what they were doing you know it was like pe- people were we were a bunch of idiots with you know didn't know what photoshop was and didn't you know so we were just playing and messing up and making horrible horrible decisions right. that should never have like those photos should never have been edited that way <laughs> yeah, they, yeah and it's and it's come a long ways you know from you know, I, I obviously learned on film because mm-hmm. there was no digital back then. Because you are kids. you are that much older. Than I am me. that much older. <laughs> um, I've learned of the dark room. I've you know rolled film. You know, and and believe it or not, I have taken one 
photo class in my life and it was a black and white film class. We had to nice. develop, roll, all the dark room. So the only class I've actually ever taken in photography was still to this day one of the coolest ones because, yeah, it got, got into the dark room, uh, which was – I miss it. And, you know, digital is a blast, but I'm, I, I love that I at least have that little taste of what, you know, what photography, quote-unquote, used to be. I know right. people you still shoot film. And, but, I will, but I would say that, you know, I'm glad film is dying. Yeah, I mean, there's a number of reasons. Um, Half the internet just stopped listening. The, <laughs> I don't care. I should, I should say half of our listeners, twenty five and under, stopped <laughs> just all, all the hipster film shooters. Uh, uh, you know, see who I can many more with people can we isolate? <laughs> oh, but someone you know back in the day, you know, that's all there was. It took so long to see your images. If mm-hmm. you couldn't process your, yourself, you had to send it somewhere. And then there's the chemicals involved. If you've ever had to deal with cleaning those out on a repeated basis and dealing with, you know, yeah, sure, there's a lot of, you know, I'm not going to get into, you know, an environmental discussion on this photography cast. Uh, But, you know, there's, there's a lot of that. You know, you don't have that with digital. You have a camera. You take the picture. You plug it into your computer. Mm -hmm. And you have it right there. You you don't. And you talk technology my camera sends the photo straight to my phone now like i don't even have to go i don't even have to plug it into the computer if i don't want to it's it's beyond instant gratification (laughs) is there a downside to that yeah people get lazy they shoot 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 you know they chimp right we used to always refer 20 frames a second i can hold the button down and probably get something yeah spray and pray (laughs) you used to you see a lot of photographers um you know in sports and wildlife um amateur photographers that that'll do that. They'll go and they'll just hold the shutter until it dies mm-hmm. until the buffer can't, you know, but if you go and watch a professional photographer work, um, they don't, it's yeah. very short bursts. You could do 20 frames a second, but they're still going and letting off. Sure. Right. They're sure. not holding it down, hoping they're, they're understanding what's happening at the same time. Yep. Um, and their gear starts to matter again. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So. Well, and that's, I mean, they like, say for me being shooting people, focusing on people more than, um, like in portraiture and wedding and studio work. When I was a couple of years back before I switched over to mirrorless, like, you know, I was shooting on, you know, Canon 5D Mark threes still to this day. Like, I mean, that camera lasted probably longer than it should have. There were a lot right. of, you know, like a lot of people jumped ship during the 5D Mark three days because, they were waiting for something better, but that's not, you know, that's not the point. Um, Canon's redeemed themselves finally. Thank you. We love you. But man, those are some hard years for Canon yeah, shooters. Yeah, no. And yeah, now now you've just made all the the Sony fans well, that's angry. That's because they know I'm right. Um, they were they had their day, but now they're like, oh, oh, Canon's actually, uh oh. Oh, now I have a reason to go back to Canon. Photography and video, both. It's it's, yeah. it's starting to tighten up again. I uh, met I met my first friend who left Canon to Sony, rightfully so, like most people did. Jumped ship. For had a great had a great few years, and they just came back to Canon with the R fives. That's um, right. Because the anyways, the back then though, when I remember when I upgraded, when I had my five D Mark III, and then. I like the, you know, in my mind as a professional photographer, I was like, I need the flagship. I need the one DX. Like I am a professional. I need the biggest camera. And in my mind, the biggest, the best, like, and it was their most expensive camera. It's, and so it's funny though, because it was still, it was 
you know, less megapixels, you know, et cetera, like technically a lower resolution than my 5D Mark III, which is a four year older camera. Um, but in my mind, I was like, I'm a professional. I need this, this camera. Yep. But that was, and, and again, like in all the years that I had that 1DX, like I used that high speed shutter a handful of times, you know, maybe it was a, you know, silly, you know, jumping photo of 20 people oh, in a right. wedding party. And right. I was like, okay, I, you know, 20 people, adults can't jump on the count of three together. So I've got to shoot high <laughs> speed, right. uh, whatever. But I, a handful of times I used it more to show off when I'd be like, Hey, look what I can do. I did that more than I actually used it practically. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, that, 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 you know, the 1D series from, from Canon and, you know, they're going to have an R1 that's being released also yes. is, is definitely definitely geared towards higher speed stuff. You're and, and, and that's things to that your need point. your, your what your weather ceiling was yeah. much better on those. Yep. Um, yeah, you, they could you, take you a didn't beating. see a Nat Geo photographer with a five D right. you only saw them out there with the one D the D line, you know? And I think that's to your point, what you said again, like gear matters. Absolutely. But the better question is not, Hey, what gear do you use? It's, or if someone asks you, hey, what gear do you use? Your first question shouldn't be, well, let me tell you. It should be, well, what do you want to shoot? Right. Because that's what matters. You know, gear matters based on what it is you're shooting. Because you know what? You don't need to spend six grand on a 1DX if you're shooting newborns. Um, just because it's the most expensive, their, their best camera it's technically it's a lower resolution because you you gain what you lose in resolution you gain in speed and right. you know what if you're shooting sports the biggest you're printing is probably you're shooting for magazines you're shooting for online right. you're not shooting for a 60 inch you know giant canvas it's probably going to go on someone's wall as a portrait photographer so i thought that was something that it, you know yeah there was a for me it was definitely there was some status some pride of like oh is that you got the one DX. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, have you seen my 200? It's a real <laughs> yeah, big lens. Oh, the 200 F2 is sweet. <laughs> There's uh, no reason to ever own that lens, but I do. No. Well, no. <laughs> and it was, it became really trendy, especially online. There were a couple of, um, I think children's photographers who made it popular even in that genre. Yeah. So you had a lot of people, um, who, who thought, in that case, I need to have this lens, yeah, because to get that look, yep. And and no, what you don't understand is is there's other lenses that can get you that look or close mm-hmm. that are a lot cheaper. You're just starting out, and guess what? Half of what they're doing is in post processing. Yeah, the lens doesn't matter in that case. Nope, it that's is true. a sweet lens. Though. I'm, I, yeah, I, and again, you, you see it. The reason you see it on the sidelines of sports, I mean, it, it's a yeah, it's fast, it's beautiful, it's all that. And you're right, though. It's funny how people then the first person to do it in portrait photography, you know, they were already established, so they had yep. an extra six thousand dollars to go blow on one prime lens. Yep. Um, but for me, it was like an icon that was really. I still remember. I mean, I. The phot- a photographer I followed since day one of me starting a business, he had it. And he was like, I fanboy. He was, I was, his, I was fanboy. I followed his career. You know, I've hired him to do anniversary pictures with me and my wife, like great nice. dude. And like early, early on as a young professional photographer, I saw him and he, that 200 was like, that was, that was his, his go-to and in my mind. So that, that, that planted the seed. I'm like, someday when I arrive, it will be with it. Like the 200 was my like entry into like, I am, I'm, you know, now I'm 
I've achieved something. And so it was for me. I mean, I, I, I admit that rightfully. So like back then I convinced myself I needed it. Um, but now looking back, I can definitely say like, no one needs that lens. No one. No. Yeah. And that one's, well, very few people need that lens. And really, if you need that one, chances are you actually probably need the 300. The 300. And, you know, there's people and like in sports for a long time, you have the uh, 400 F.28. Yeah. The 300, the 400, the whatever, you know, like yeah. that. Like those lenses make more sense than the 200 in in a lot of ways because they're more unique. They're specialized. Yep. But at the end of the day, go grab a 70 to 200, call it a day. You know, go Save get, a couple grand. <laughs> go get an 85, you know, 1.8. You don't need to spend the extra money when you're starting out on a 1.2L. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think so. That's to that. That's a great point. The first question, the one of the first things you should always ask as a professional when anyone comes to you and they're like, hey, like what's in your bag? Like, you know, or, or what's your favorite lens? Yeah. But when anyone asks you like, yeah, what, what's your, what's your go-to lens? What's your favorite lens? Right. right. You've got to. First thing I'd be like. Well, for what? Like, what for? What am I shooting? What do, yeah, exactly. You know, um, a buddy, you know, one of our mutual friends, he loves to shoot like macro photography. So if he's like, "Hey, what's your favorite lens?" I'm like, "Oh, I love my 35." He's gonna be like, "Huh, huh. that doesn't work for me." No. So, oh, okay. Well, what are you shooting? Oh, I like to do macro stuff. Oh. Okay. Well. Here's a 51. Here's a here's a 50 macro. Here's a 100 macro. A, you know a. Man, early on, the hack that I did before I owned a macro even was the 70 to 200. Zoom all the way in at 200 and then get to that minimum focal length. And it's it's not macro, but it's a really awesome detail lens, like shooting at 200. Oh, absolutely. You know? um, so, yeah, I mean, there's – so the, those are all, all the things. It's like, well, where are – like how much – what's your budget? What are you going to shoot, you know? Because um, all those things matter more than – I mean, I – I can show you my bag, but my bag is me, 15 year professional who has bought and sold more bodies and lenses. And, you know, like I don't, I went from owning two, you know, zoom lenses to owning six prime lenses back to owning two more zoom. I, I sold all my zoom lenses and owned nothing but primes. And then when I switched over to mirrorless, now I actually like, Oh, these zoom lenses are, maybe I'm just getting old and lazy. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm like, these zooms are great. That's 28 to 70 yeah. that they came out with for the RF mount on the, the, the Canon. It's awesome. F2, like F2. Yeah. 20, 20 to 70. I don't take it off for studio work. Oh, I mean, well, you know, you've got that kind of the, the Holy Trinity of, of lens sizes where you have a wide that's like 16 to 35. And then you yeah. have the 24 to 70 and 28 to 70 now with, with the Canon RF sure. mount and then uh, the 70 to 200 2.8. Yeah. And those have all been staples. Um, yep. There's and a if re- you get good versions of those, you know, then you have to really decide again, does it matter that much if I go get these primes? There's benefits to having primes, but yep. it's also kind of a pain. Oh yeah. You, you have to switch lenses if yeah. you want certain looks or certain focal lengths where if you're shooting events, which is why I was always, I've always, like when I second shot for you, I lean pretty heavily towards having my 70 to 200 on a body. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm lazy and that way I can just zoom in and I don't have to move my feet. Uh, but, you know, and then I'll maybe have my 50 1.2 on another or I'll have my yeah. wide and a 16 to 35 on the other. Yep. And just to give me a wider range of looks without yeah. having to worry about switching things out. And, yeah. and again, it, the gear matters depending upon what you're doing. So 
if someone were looking like what what would you what advice would you give somebody if they were saying like well how how do i know how do i choose how do i choose the right gear well so it depends on what they want to do um, and when I say that, so say they haven't decided what they want to shoot, they're going all around. Well, I have, I have a puppy dog and I have two kids mm-hmm. and, and every once in a while when we go on hikes, I like to take pictures of the landscapes we're in, you know, maybe typical kind of parent photographer. Yeah. yeah. I just or, want, I just, I've, I've got a lot of life going. I want to take nice pictures of things around me. Yeah. Very good. yeah. <laughs> and, and then that's, that's kind of where you start. And yeah. then the next is, okay, what's your budget? You know, yeah. then you can start shifting a little left and and, and right on the pay. Mm. You know, uh, you know the the gear that you're going to get. You know, whether that that gear is you know a little bit more expensive. So maybe you want to go with uh, an, a, like we'll talk about Canon's latest line. Mm. You know, whether you want to go for something from an R or an R5 right. or in between with an R6. Yeah, there's thousand like several thousand dollar difference just on that body choice yeah. and Canon the same or Canon Sony the same thing yeah. they, they have some great you know do you get an a6500 or you do the a7s3 mm-hmm. um, or do you go a9 which are not a whole lot of people talk about at the moment which yeah. is kind of surprising I'm waiting for Sony to drop another yeah. a9 type body so. well they're doing the one that oh one, that's the, right the, that's a, right. the alpha one so yeah that, they did the alpha one um, so the nine will probably who knows but yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's the I did yeah that's the one that I've more people are starting to push into, which like you say, when, when Canon drops, when they drop the R1, I mean, again, I've been doing this a long time. So I have the flexibility, a little bit more of the budget and as well as I know what I want and need. So like, I'll probably get an R1. (laughs) You know, the same. And, and, you know, and that's, that's a good point. You know, you you ask what kind of advice do do you give? And it's, you know, start small. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to put your money somewhere, make it a decent lens. Always. Because lenses hold value. Yeah. But then the good thing about photography, as long as you don't wait too long, especially for bodies, but lenses hold value really, mm-hmm. really well. You can upgrade. You can sell. You can trade in. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not like you're buying from scratch every time. Yep. Yeah, you, you, you know? won't. Maybe it probably maybe 50% value ish if you sell within a decent window yeah. um but like yeah whenever i upgrade bodies i'll i'll sell either locally facebook marketplace or even i'll trade into the local like camera short store um but yeah you're right yeah the body body is definitely that's that's the technology so it's like selling an old computer you know yep. you're the second you buy a laptop it's not worth what it was the day before um but hey it's a tool you used it you got what you needed out of it don't be mad that it doesn't hold its value but yeah absolutely glass lenses hold way high. I mean, I, I sold a lens that I owned for seven or eight years for like a hundred dollars less than I bought it for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you so, get the right lens, yeah, people will, people will, will eat it up. Yep. A market still also for let's the 5d4 step back even further. Sure. You want to start out, go get a nifty 50 and a 5d4. You're going to get that Honestly, dirt cheap and it's a great combination. I was, I was, I wouldn't say 5d mark two, the best 5d Canon made hands down. And that you're going to lose some bells and whistles and technology. But the, I mean, people to this day still like it had it, the color profile out of the 5d Mark II. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah it, and people like, Oh, well, like I, I just, well, I, I think I want, I'm like, listen, 
you, you, you asked me the question, you gave me the budget and now you don't like the answer I'm giving you. Right, well then right. we're done talking. But you, if you have a, if you have an $800 or a thousand dollar budget and you want to create some amazing yeah. photos, I'll give you a, a, I'll give you three items that you need to go buy and you can do it for probably under a thousand bucks. Yeah. And then just go, go learn photography yeah. and learn what you like to shoot. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the thing is it's, well, it doesn't, my photos don't look like, well, uh, you know, blunt answer is, well, you're not a good photographer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that's the best, best advice I was ever given though. Um, the, the guy who mentored me early, early on, he was like, hand me, hand me a one D hand me a five D hand me a point and shoot a good photographer ought to be able to create a good photo with any camera. Absolutely. There's no, I mean, there's no camera that exists today that is not better than quote unquote better than what the old school right. photographers were using. I mean, Ansel Adams wasn't using the, the equipment he was using comparative to what we have now. I mean, the hurdles he had to overcome to create the photographs Absolutely. that we yeah. love and stare at and that have become icons. I mean, so that, you know, anyone out there with a Canon rebel has a more powerful tool in their hands than any of the, the greats ever used to have. Absolutely. So it's not like, sorry, don't blame well, even, you here. Even, even, you know, the, the best, what, what, how was it go? The best camera you have is the one you have on you. I mean, even cell phones these days. Oh, yeah. I have a grandson and I have a bunch of gear. We've talked about this. <laughs> I have a lot in, of gear. Where's that gear sit, Jeremy? <laughs> it, sits, it sits up on a, you know, you know a nice little trophy shelf, case. You know? <laughs> um, but, you know, I'll grab my phone. Mm-hmm. It's it's convenient and I'll get great shots with it. Yeah. And it's not just because there's great technology in the phone, but it's because I, I, I understand how to compose or, or you know, crop an image or, or maybe adjust the brightness or where I want to be in relation to uh, where he is. If he's sitting down playing with something, I might move. I'm just not going to pick it up and, hey, Click. there you go. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, so in that case, the gear doesn't matter because mm-hmm. right then you're trying to capture a moment in your life. Yeah. And what matters more, if you want to make that a higher quality picture moment, something you might want to print or put up in your wall, is actually just learning photography basics. Yeah. You know, learning how to compose an image and, and where the rules, quote unquote, rules come mm-hmm. from and, um, and and what styles you might want to mimic or imitate to, to learn from. So you just said something. You've perjured yourself. You just said gear doesn't oh, matter. I said in that case, <laughs> gear doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Right, right. So where, where do you start then? Okay. So gear matters sometimes. Right. I think but if you're going to be, a where do you start? I think if you're going to be a professional photographer and that's your goal, gear absolutely matters. Yeah. Um, not only from the fact that, you know, you're, you're going to want something that's high quality that you can trust. It's reliable. It's, it's not going to, you know, break on you in a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got some weather sealing. If you're out doing events or shooting sports or. Yeah, you don't run you know, from a light sprinkle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we'll, we've gone and shot weddings. It'll start to rain and sprinkle. And we'll, we'll we both use the uh, moneymaker. Uh, yeah, straps. Straps. Yeah. And we're standing out with our, you know, we, we might cover them up a little bit. Don't get us wrong. You know, we still like to take care of our yeah, gear, I'm, but I'm not going to drop it in a pool, but <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. But it's not an immediate concern. But I think if you're um, a parent or, you know, someone just starting or you're a student, um, get something that you can just learn on 
yeah. because the quality gear isn't isn't going to matter. Yep. And the last thing you want anybody to do is invest a ton of money, especially if you're advising them, you know, on gear. Yeah. And then for them to just not like it or hate to carry it around. Yeah. And, that, and that's for me. And I know like I've I've met people. There's kind of two camps um, of the one camp being. And I think a lot of the, I think a lot of our conversation is more like if you're like going to do this as a professional, like if you're if you're making money as with your camera right. versus just maybe like, you know, if you're a parent or you just want to take pretty pictures of nice things. But like if you're somebody who's like, hey, I want to go into this as, as a, maybe a professional, um, you know, one of the the main things, the camp that I kind of adopted and followed and built my my gear up was cash in hand. Like for me personally, there's kind of, but the one side is like book a job mm-hmm. by, by the gear. Like, and, and that, you know, like I booked jobs before my, some of my first weddings, I had one camera and one lens and like I booked two weddings and with the deposits from those weddings, I went out and bought right. my first L lens. You go, um, you go buy or, or now even better, you can rent, which yeah, is huge. Absolutely. Rent yeah. and try, especially with all the bodies out there, different like cameras and if you don't know what brand, like how do I pick what brand? If right. you're, you know, I started out in a brand and I've stayed loyal to it. Like, I think that's I'm that way with a lot of stuff. Like, do I think, you know, Apple is the best brand of any, I'm like, no. no, but it's, it's the, it's the stream I'm in and it's quality. I'm not like upset about it. It's not breaking on me. So I go with it. Right. Um, I don't, I'm not standing on some pedestal screaming to the world. It's the best thing ever made. Cause I definitely, there's downsides to there's ups and downs to anything, to everything. Absolutely. You know, I love my Canon gear, but when I see like something that Sony can do or, you know, what, you know, Nikon, well, no one mentions Nikon. No one talks about thing. their mirrorless. No hey, it's ironic. They're the only ones, the only, the only people shooting Nikon are still not are on back on the D eight fifties. And amazingly, that's when they were the big dog, right? That's yeah. all anybody could talk was what Nikon was doing. Absolutely. Yeah, and then so, so, and that's another thing, right? So you go asleep. and invest, don't get, especially when you start, don't get hooked into a brand. Yeah. Find yeah. one that, that feels right. Like the ergonomics, ergonomics. the not, the, the buttons are where my the hands want to be. Yeah. Yeah. You're starting out, the the brand isn't going to matter. Make sure you find something that's cover, comfortable in your hands or that yeah. you can use, that you understand the controls. That's where Fuji's made their mark, too. Their entry point is like a little bit more affordable. Um, yep. Their quality is so great for what you bang for the buck kind of thing. Um, it's really intuitive. Again, you know, it has in-camera, like the style. It, you can stylize your like camera profiles. So, again, for somebody who's like, I don't really want to edit I just want the pictures to look good straight out of the camera. Like Fuji is like, here we go. Like, so yeah, there's, there's a camera for everybody. Um, and I think that's, that's, what's really neat about it. It's just the one. So what I was saying before is like, you have the one camp of like, okay, I'm going to like, you know what? I'm going to be a professional photographer. I'm going to max my credit card out and right. I'm going to go buy two right. cameras, five lenses, the lights, the, this, the, that I'm going to have, you know, 20 grand in debt day one. Okay. There's, you know, I, some people I've heard the thought there and they're like, listen, 20 grand as far as from starting up a business. That's not, not, not a ton. It's not a ton. And their thought is if I can't make that back in my first year of business, do I deserve to be doing this? And so it's for them, it's a motivation. And I totally get that. Like, I don't think I won't say that's right or wrong. Um, I get that kind of like, like live or die by your own hand. That's kind of a cool way to approach it. Um, risky, but 
Right, right. At especially, the end of the, especially the, these days. At yeah. the end of the day, though, you know what? You have you have real you have um, you have collateral. So if 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 you fall on your face and you hate it, you may not make back every dollar, but right. you could probably pay off your bills and sell the gear off if you had to. If you just completely hated it. But yeah, the other side for me and the road I took, it was a lot slower. It, you know, it was definitely a like I said, whether it was, you know, book a few jobs, use the deposits to buy gear, um, you know, and piece by piece build right. it up. If I needed a new lens, I probably had to sell an old lens. It wasn't like I was selling gear cause I needed that cash to put it towards something new. Um, and it was, yeah, piece by piece. And even to this day now, I mean, you know, we've been blessed to have a successful business. So I'm able to go out and buy larger items, but we still, you know, kind of, we wait until we have, the cash we wait until we have it and then we go and get it um yeah and in, in that case you know you're you're really talking about you know then again also a business need yeah you know and and you know as you start getting into the business of photography whether you just want to do it as a hobby you probably shouldn't sink as much money into it mm -hmm. until you know you're going to be serious about it yeah right and it's a matter of investing at the end of the day it really depends on where you want to invest mm -hmm. and and you know we've talked about this in the past and you don't have to be creative to start a photography business you can go yeah. buy equipment and there yep yeah, a book there are two or three books read the books do your stuff mm -hmm. it's the science of it the, yeah. the, the, it is almost more than the art of it you can set up the head, same headshots over and over again yeah um even some sports shooting for youth, the volume photography mm -hmm. that they do. I mean, you're talking a pretty simple setup and you're just pumping kids through, whether it's yeah. schools or everything, it's all the exact same setups. Yep. And it's more about getting the kids in and selling a package and, and getting yeah. the same decent shot. You're not getting the highest quality as you would say, if you're doing a fine art portraiture or sure. some of the portraiture sure. you guys do, especially here, you know, but if you're looking to just do kind of a, bread and butter business yeah right and you know how much money those people make yeah and that's what you're talking about so yeah. you invest <laughs> money knowing what the return is and what right. amount of time and yeah. then you just turn at that point yeah right? i've known couples where you know one of them was a decent photographer and the other was like a business person and they just saw they saw the opportunity of like they saw you know they saw opportunity they saw like with what you're saying like especially in bulk like sports and right school portraits and you name it and they're like so yeah we're only charging twenty dollars a head but we have three schools and we shoot four thousand kids right you can do the math that's decent decent money <laughs> yeah and if you can do that over and over again and you don't need the you know most expensive equipment no there and that's the beauty there is like that i always say like i tell people listen don't get into events to make money because yeah. event photography, you have to have the most gear of anyone. You beat up your gear, so you you own the most gear, you break the most gear, yep. and you don't get to charge the, at more than, like people who sit in a studio and don't move anything can charge more than somebody who goes on location and photographs an event. Right. And you have to have twice as much gear, and you have to pack it up, the wear, the tear, all that. So event photography is not the, not the glamorous, uh, <laughs> you know, thing that it, you do it, you do it. Cause if you enjoy it, I mean, I got into weddings cause I really enjoyed the, the, that part and that type of photography, right, right. but yeah, now looking back and doing more studio work than I've ever done before now, I'm like, yeah, if, and we talk clients into like, listen, like, you know, we, we started charging a non-location fee for headshots because 
it's two hours of setup and teardown to bring all the lighting gear, the backdrops, the, you name it. Um, and you know, t- time is money. That's, that's a pretty basic concept within a business. Like time isn't free. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> you know? Um, you're not just paying me to come, you know, you're not paying me to come take 15 minutes of photos. You're paying me for the art, the hit, you know, everything that I do. And if that requires all this other setup, um, you know, and I think that's where the gear component, it's beyond just the camera. You know, you alluded, you talked a little bit about it, but, um, yeah, it's even too, it's like, Oh, well how, what do I edit? Do I edit on a laptop or do I have to go get a big computer? Or should I be tethered while I'm shooting this volume thing? So everything's going directly to it. Do are they proofing on the site? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's that's all, uh, you know, this all circles into that same, like, well, what are you going to do? Right. Um, because again, they're really fast, you know, laptops that have just an SSD hard drive in it and it can run Lightroom faster than some of these big old iMacs or, you know, large PCs that, you know, don't, I mean, don't have that. So it's not like just bigger isn't better. Um, you know, Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was waiting for an interjection there. Mm. Um, drink your coffee. The, uh, (laughs) yeah, but yeah, I think it's so multifaceted that, um, yes, to be a photographer, you got to have a camera. You do. Do you have to have the best camera? No, no, especially not when you're starting. Not when you're, and there isn't a bad camera on the market at this point. In my opinion, it's crazy. There's no better time to get into photography, honestly. Yeah. You can get a point and shoot your cell phone. I mean, if you like, I would almost, I tell people like, they're like, yeah, I think I want to get a point and shoot. I mean, you can get a cheap ish point and shoot for a couple hundred bucks. I tell some people, I'm like, Hey, how new is your cell phone? Because they're like, oh, I, cell phone, I'm like, right? listen, if you pay a couple hundred more, get a new cell phone and the camera on that thing is probably going to be better be than that point and yep. shoot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So at the end of the day, does gear matter? And the answer probably is, it depends. That's not an answer. <laughs> Put your big points bands on and take a stand. Take a, take a stand. <laughs> if you're going to ask me, the guy who likes to buy gear. The guy who owns more gear and the, than anyone yes, ought to own. <laughs> yes, yes, gear matters. Because right? I have gear for this. I have gear for that. <laughs> it depends on what you're, you know, I, I can shoot a lot of different stuff. Yeah, right? and, it's true. And, you know, my hobby expanded and expanded from having a film camera mm. to having a digital camera to having lighting gear to having more lighting gear to having good lighting gear, you know, alien bees. And now I also have pro photo, yeah. uh, you know, and, and before, you know, we're, we're talking early, you know, rebels and, you know, now, Hey, look, the, the, the R five's out. No, look, they're going to do a R one and, yeah. and you know, an R five C. Oh, more gear. Yes. Ooh. That's fun. And, and See, no. this is the thing. I don't even know half of these things. That's why I have Jeremy. I don't need to Google what's coming. I just wait for Jeremy to tell me. <laughs> Get more gear, doing more great stuff. And, you know, as you're expanding and you want to do. I am excited, though, for the fact that I think there was like that kind of there's a long time where so, so like the 5D, obviously it had video on it, but it yeah. wasn't good. Um, then the whole idea of like this running gun point and shoot video cameras like kind of became really popular. And so all cameras, like you had to have video on it, even though a lot of photographers are like, I wish you would focus more on the photo side of tech, right, you know, over right. and stop putting so many video, video heavy components. Um, 
but it's really cool because like everything pressed super heavy into like the dual photo video all in one do it all and um it's starting to come back though into specialized like sony pushed it where they had like the two different a7s one was like more focused on like slightly lower resolution but more video and the other one was like the super high resolution so they kind of like said you know what we're gonna launch two cameras side by side and one's gonna be designed for a different market and then I'm seeing more companies and as you just said, yeah, with Canon's coming out with the R5 and the R6, um, both great cameras, one big resolution, bigger price tag, you know, price right, tag on right. it. Um, a little bit more rich, you know, heavy on like some of the video features and things. But if you're just a photographer, you don't need the extra thousand dollar price tag and the extra video features. So get the R6. It's, designed for like you as a photographer it still has video but i love seeing this more i love seeing this like specialized niche where brands are finally starting to say like hey like people don't need or people don't want uh to spend like all this money for stuff they don't use and what they're probably realizing is they're jumping ship and going to other brands because like well i don't want to spend four grand on i don't need 8k video Right. So mm-hmm. if that's all you're going to offer me, well, then I'm going to go over here to this other brand and, you know, cho- choose them. Um, so it's, I love seeing that trend. I love seeing that it's shifting that direction. Cause I think, I think it's good for the industry. I think it's good for creatives in general. Um, so hopefully it keeps going and that that's just going to keep this whole conversation, Absolutely. you know, the tagline on every, there's always going to be a magazine on the shelf, you know, um, or there's going to be a blog post titled like, the best gear of 2021 and it's gonna be the same it's gonna be the whatever canon's new sony's is, new is x brand the new y killer yeah you absolutely know. yeah I was, yeah the r5 is the sony killer right. and yeah you know what it's, it's, the, it's, it's a fantastic stills camera but it's got a 45 megapixel sensor you don't need that if you're doing video no right but i like it as a photographer I, I, exactly. you know i yeah. and and yeah so it's that's always technology is forever and will always be the leapfrog game. And that's kind of, you know, as a photographer, as a, you know, build his career off digital cameras, it's weird. I don't think of myself as a tech person, but really we, we are like, I mean, our cameras are miniature computers that, you know, they're not an old film camera that, you know, had a battery and that was the only electronic component in it. (laughs) You know, this whole thing is it's a minute. I mean, I just updated my firmware on my lenses last night because my lenses have computers in them now. Right. Yeah. That blows my mind. Like it's not just a mechanical thing anymore. It's a mechanical and a technological component, um, which is exciting. It's exciting. It's just going to keep getting better. Yeah. Yeah, Like I'm still waiting for the day, you know, future future forecast. That's right. This will happen someday when I can, where my focusing will track where my eye looks. I want that's going to come because so they is, have it already on that tech. They have that technology on they, computer screens. They do. And and there was a camera and I don't remember what that tried that within the camera. It didn't work out great. It was, it was too early for it. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it'll get there where, be, where I look I, instead of having to select focus. It's it's just going to it might track my eye. Yeah. You'll go go from uh, the people who like to having the eye focus detection of the camera on the the you know, the the subject side to now you're using your eye to tell the camera where to focus. And then if you tell it to look at a face, then it's an eye, right? And then you've got all these AI technologies helping improve things. 
tell it to focus on a certain person. Right. <laughs> We're just going to literally be talking at our cameras. <laughs> yeah, camera, go shoot this wedding for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's someday. But someday, probably a little drones <laughs> flying around, yeah. just doing everything just for you. Follow, just have a drone. That's right. Follow people around and then take the footage. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing, you know, gear. Maybe we should have another episode on when gear doesn't matter. What's more important, the gear or the photographer? Ooh, Ooh, that would be a good one. (laughs) Yeah. You start delving into, you know, what's really creative and the creative aspects of, you know. Yeah. Which matters more even too. like, and I, I think, well, we might agree. Depends. Probably not. (laughs) Sometimes Jeremy, I just want a yes or a no. No, no, I'm, I'm captain fence sitter at the moment. Apparently. (laughs) Maybe, maybe (laughs) could maybe tomorrow. It's different. Probably. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, whether or not the gear matters, is going to depend on what you want to do, really. But if you want to do it long term, even as a serious hobbyist or in a business, yeah, gear is absolutely going to matter. Yeah, it really is. Yep. But learn how to be a photographer. Yeah, that's critical. Be, yeah. Study the art, study the tech, the, the technique um, and and push yourself like I enjoy like following iPhone only accounts on social media. Yeah, but there's talented photographers still. Yeah. yeah and it's good cool gear to isn't going to make a great photographer. No, right. no, it, it's, it'll make it, a good photographer better. There you go. Yeah. You can be a bad photographer with an expensive camera. And my favorite, <laughs> I always love to say, all you're going to do is take really high resolution, crappy photos. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Good. Have fun. Have Spend fun. your money, you know, throw it out the window. And you know what? At the end of the day, if you're having fun and you have expendable cash, knock yourself out. Photography's yeah. cool, but don't get mad when you take a bad photo and blame your camera. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? If you want to do photography, get a camera and go shoot. Yep. And get what you can within your means. Don't overshoot it and have fun. Just enjoy photography as, as you know, uh, what it's meant to be. It really is a, an art, unless right. you're doing it purely for business. Then, then, it then, it's, then it's not an art. Then it's not an art. It's the art of business versus the art of photography. Are you, are you talking to our listeners or are you talking to yourself right now? I, I don't know. I might be trying to convince myself one way or the other at this point. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, Mike. I get that. It's hard. It's a hard It's a hard road, but, you know, some of us have to do it. Some of us. And right now, that's you. I guess. You can come, you can come play, though. Awesome. I appreciate it. All right. Cool. Good talk. High five. High five. Drink. Drink. Look at that camera.